Hey, what's up, yeah. Jabari? I'm Vaughn from 360. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. A lot of good things about you. Same here. Um, can you guys let me know if you have any sound issues? Because I know that the AC is running in the background. <laughs> it's like 99 degrees out here. I'm in New York. So. <laughs> now we can what? hear you good. Because I have fans running. I'm like, I can't really cut everything off the deck. <laughs> yeah, turn my fan Yeah, right? Yeah. Global warming. So tell us, so I spoke to Aliana before. Aliana told me about how wonderful you guys are. And I heard about Jabari and I, ah, so many of your names. If you guys could just, I guess, go in. I know Aliana. I just met Jabari. Um, is it uh, Austin? I said to me, Austin. And Angelique, right? Yeah, Angie said she's going to be a few minutes late. Oh, that's fine. So can you introduce the other or, or can other two participants? Or? Yes. And we have yes. Mahari. Okay. She's the director of Studio House. So she put all of this together. And then G is the owner of the building. And our friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, I um, I'm I, I wear a few hats. So first and foremost, I'm like the the owner, uh, and uh, and this is actually kind of my experimentation. Mahari and I have been doing. Uh, I my my day job, I'm artificial intelligence researcher, and uh, and and I run some, you know, tech startups and stuff like that, blockchain, virtual reality, tech stuff, um, and then Mahari and I decided to do a studio house type of concept. You know, for me, I'm like pretty new to the art world. Um, but Mahari kind of introduced me to that concept and we, we've been at this for what, six months now? <laughs> so so I'm the newest person to, to the art world in this audience, I think. Awesome. Yeah. And so G, what made you, um, so you said you're new to the art world and you um, decides to open this space. How 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 um how's it been going so far? It's been very very interesting, and more importantly than anything, is I get to meet a bunch of wonderful people <laughs> and their friends. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a very very welcoming introduction to the art world through. I call them kids. They're not kids, <laughs> but they're like a little bit older than my son, uh, who is a uh, computer scientist slash sculptor want to be so i have a little linkage to the art world that way too but i'm having a great time with them nice and so i noticed on one of the pictures is that your it, uh, geez is that your building sits on a corner right mm -hmm. and then you, who did the artwork on the bottom of it mahari you want to tell them about pk yeah that's Jason kane he's a muralist and artist from newport news virginia yeah, he's really dope. And so, and so, when you when did you guys put that on the on the actual building? March, I think that was like March first, something like that. Yeah, he came out for a residency. He was here for two weeks in March. Um, he did two murals, one on our building and then one on another one. I don't know the address of that one. And so, so what was the? Um, I guess what was the? How was how was the the neighborhood's reaction to those? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're funny. Uh, they made sure to tell us there's a huge mural of a tree, um, and like a row home, 
across from our building. So they made sure to tell us not to touch that one. But I think they were cool with, with the one that we put up. Nice. Mostly. Yeah, some people give us a little bit of a hard time saying that's a historical urban planning thingy and we need to get permission to do anything. We saw we retroactively did and it's a taste thing. We, we thought our stuff is so much cooler than other murals. <laughs> right, right. Because it's, I mean, obviously it's real paint. It's not a, you know, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the murals I'm seeing in cities nowadays are like, they like adhere to the side of the wall or something. They're print. Mm -hmm. So this is obviously this is a, 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 you know done by paint. So you guys did this mural. It's cool. I love it. I love the mural. I think it's awesome. I think it has a lot of yeah. texture. So where does so and so the studio house? What community does does this rely? What community is this um, building in? Can you describe it to it to me to mm -hmm. us? Yeah, it's called, what is it, Coldstream Homestead Montebello. Um, so it's it's kind of between a, a, a few different neighborhoods in Baltimore. G, you might know a little bit more than I do about, about the neighborhood. Um, also, I want to introduce Angelique. She just hopped in. Um, so, hey, what's up, Angie? Hi. Hi, Angelique. Yeah. I'm Vaughn from 360. We're just talking about we're we're talking about the studio house with G, Aliana, Jabari. We're trying to get all your names. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're talking about how you have this space, and if you want to feel free to add to anything, that sounds great. Right now, we're talking about how you had the mural placed on the building about I guess three months ago, and the response from the from the community. Yeah, the mural outside of the building. Yeah, we were uh, talking about that. Okay. And then, um, and then, so hi, Angelique. Can you tell us about? Um, so, how did you find? How did you find Studio House? Um, it kind of found me actually. <laughs> um, me and Mahari went to undergrad together, and I have been doing residencies for the past four years. Um, and it just seems like an awesome opportunity in Baltimore. Is a great place in terms of like an international artist hub um, and just knowing a lot of makers up there and because I work in clay I try and find places that have strong clay community skills that have people who know how to you know technicians and stuff like that in case anything goes wrong because I can buy clay so Baltimore just kind of worked out and it's been really amazing too past six months Nice. And so what makes, what, what do you guys um, think, or what do you know in terms of the history of Baltimore? What makes it positioned as an international artist community? I think we're all new to Baltimore. Um, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I know that I am. And so I'm, I'm, I'm learning about the city. Um, so I would say the position you know, being like three hours from New York, um, being an hour from DC, probably also the cost of living allows a lot of artists to be in that city and make work and, you know, kind of self-fund and self-direct their own projects. Uh, Micah is here. Micah's there. 
yeah yeah okay no that makes perfect sense i mean the, the location is everything yeah baltimore is really in a great is in a sweet spot so to speak like you said not too far from dc now you, you already know about the new up and coming delaware area because you know um wilmington is really blowing up especially because of the amtrak lines they're putting more tracks on the you know, more Excelas, there's more deals. Um, so I guess people will be able to get back and forth and be able to get more, um, you know, just be able to experience the the the, uh, the area more. Because, you know, before I was out, I, I have family in D.C. Um, I'm normally in L.A., but now I'm in the Bronx temporarily with some um, co-workers. And basically what we found is that driving is like, a, you know, it's a, it's, a pain in, it's a pain in the ass, so to speak. <laughs> You know, if you don't leave, if you don't leave at certain times of day, you can literally be stuck in traffic for like hours. So, but now with the trains, you can actually get back and forth to Baltimore, Delaware, Philly. You can get there relatively fast. So, I think that's going to be a great area, particularly like you said before. And G works in the blockchain space, which I think is awesome. Um, and I'm sure she's noticing that there's a lot of ways that the two industries and coexist and have coexisted and will continue to do so. Um, and I guess having said that, G, what other ways have you seen that you guys are gonna take advantage? What, what I guess, what avenues do you think you guys are gonna take advantage of? Um, or the studio office take advantage of? Oh, well, I'm speaking for myself and everybody can bring in their perspective angles. Um, okay. But for me, um, you know, other than you know, kind of the, the, the usual visual art, which you know, the artists are, are experts at. Um, I personally am very interested in finding the intersection between art and technology. Um, for example, you know, we've been tinkering with metaverse, virtual reality, um, you know, creating virtual galleries. Uh, other than the NFT, which everybody's talking about for as a means of, you know, kind of putting kind of a digital pointer to individual pieces of art or body of artwork, there's a lot more, you know, um, use cases for NFT that I would personally would love to explore. And I, I hope some of my friends can, can you know, over here and their friends can, can join me in exploring such as using NFT as a token gated community, for example, to, to um, get people um, utility to access, you know, um, certain, for example, artist community, premium content, uh, creating decentralized autonomous organizations of art ecosystem, and then use NFT as a means to um, maybe, um, you know, have access to community or using it, uh, reward people with NFTs to propose non-fungible and fungible tokens to, um, to, to, you know, kind of claim like a quick community credit, you know, use NFTs mm -hmm. as, a, as a currency within the artist creatives ecosystem so or using nfts to even maybe a creative crowdfunding way to to fund artists um, um development so many many bigger broader use cases for nft and and me being in the intersection of these industries i i you know i'm very looking forward to collaborating with the uh, the folks at studio house as well as the the circle they bring me into and normally with Studio House, how do, how do how does one gain passage into the house? Or how does one actually stay at the house? Is there is there a monthly fee? 
do you guys have to, they have to go through a criteria? Is there a criteria? Is it a process that they go through? How does it work? So the house started through a collaboration with the Contemporary Arts Network, which is an arts organization that started in Newport News, Virginia. Uh, the creative director of the organization's name is Ace Jackson. And he's been a mentor of mine since I was 17 or 18. And um, we opened the residency with an application that we came up with that had a few questions. Um, now that the vision for Studio House is, is shifting, I'm rethinking what that application process is going to be like. You know, like what, uh, or anything that has to be a gate, but you know, what, what does that gate look like? Um, there was a second part to your question. Well, I'm sure right now, well, how many spaces are there in the house? So eventually there will be seven rooms open to artists. Right now there are five. Okay. Um, so, so it's a, so it's a four, four story building. Um, there's a first floor, which is going to be a co-working studio space. And then there are going to be three residential floors. Um, right now, that first floor is, is under construction. So that first residential floor is operating as a studio space. There are three artists working on that floor, Aliana, Jabari, and Austin. Austin just popped in. If you want to say hey. Hey, Austin. So we can hear your voice. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you? Thank you. We're good. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, but eventually that first floor will house three artists and uh, there'll be two on the second floor and then um, two on the top floor uh, for seven in total. Um, yeah. And so also, so normally with these artists, are they given or do they have access to a scholarship or do they have to pants or something or is it a clubhouse contribution fee? A monthly fee of $8.50, um, prorated for artists that are staying for less than a month. Um, there is a fellowship that I've been developing over the last couple of years. It's called the Salt Eaters. Um, so right now, Angie is is a Salt Eaters fellow. And so through that fellowship, her her stay is subsidized $100. So she's paying $7.50. Um, but then that $8.50, that covers living space that covers utilities um that covers studio space um g generously is covering our utilities for the basement which is that that first floor i was telling you about that's going to be a co-working studio um and the first floor um we'll cover well, utilities let's let's, let's get, Go ahead. should we give g a round of applause for that because you know the artist is like difficult so let's give g a, a round of applause for that thank definitely you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you g because she also got the stack on our thousand uh, dollar water bill that hadn't been paid since november <laughs> right. so thank you g <laughs> Yeah, thank you. G. <laughs> that's, I mean, I know, I know. I mean, you guys are, I mean, I've seen some of your pieces and some of your work. And that's why I was like, I got to talk, I got to speak to all of them. Like, I want as many of them I can speak to. I want to just be able to talk to them and get inside of your heads and figure out how we can work with you guys and introduce you guys to the world and talk about, because there's so many artist spaces that are coming about 
and some of that coming to fruition as we speak. But it's just so great to see artist space, an artist space with people of color, you know, yeah. primarily. Am I saying, you know, it's just NNG, you know, I don't know her full background, but it's just really interesting to see this whole thing come together. Her be female and you guys to be, you know, it's just really great. So I feel like with yeah. you guys, yeah. So with you all, I think um, it's and you're in a great a great space. Like she said, like the um, NFT community is so it, people think of it as being digital art. It's just not digital art. Non fungible tokens are they also can relative to even staying at your staying at the uh, studio house. Like you know, having a space, the studio house will become an NFT. Um, you know, all the way to some of your paintings can be backed by NFTs, or even or your sculptures. So this just the sky's the limit, and the, I think that's the the intersection that I see with your space and G. And then, do, um, and having said that, do a lot of you and any of you can feel free to butt in. Um, but do any of you have any background or any knowledge in the crypto space? I have Ethereum, and that's about it. <laughs> well, that's good. Same. <clears throat> Same for me. I don't have a... I'm very, very new, but I don't have much knowledge of uh, crypto. Yeah, and yeah. That's, just a, that's just an example. Like Ariana and I, for example, over the weekend, whipped together a virtual space. Um, it's called spatial. You know, it's a virtual reality space, and that that can be having synergy with it. This does not have to be. So you you know, create a virtual gallery. We we scan in our uh, sculptures, hang our art, uploads. You know, that's just like tip of the iceberg, one example of the things we could do, you know, with whether it's metaverse versus virtual reality versus whether this is, we're also building uh, um, a kind of a social commerce platform where we can um, put artists, you know, register, create like artist registries, um, not just artist registry, but the creative ecosystems registry, make it first right. and foremost, kind of a LinkedIn meetup, Instagram rolled up in one, but in our own platform versus, you know, in these, you know, other people's places. And, and you know, so there's just like, um, you know, it's just, I, I'm always intrigued by the fact that inter in, innovation tend to happen at the interdisciplinary, you know, intersection of disciplines. Within the art world, that's the sculptors, that's the curators, that's the visual artists, digital artists, you know, they, they can, um, you know, I think put people with mixed background in one physical space, right? That that's a lot of small intersections there. But then roll in my background of I'm like you know of art outsider for the most part. You know, like the software, the social media, the metaverse, the 3D modeling, the the blockchain. And I, my my day job is it's artificial intelligence. You know, so AI and art, data science and art, analytics. You know, it's just so many interesting things can happen when you just semi-deliberately throw people with diverse background that's you know professional background i'm chinese by the way you know so ethnicity you know people come from different parts of the world you know just put it in the melting pot and see what comes out 
surprise. Yeah, I was just speaking to um, a gentleman by the name of Matt Morgan. He's in the cannabis space, and so he's going to be doing. And we just spoke to him about what he's going to be doing next. I think it's called Ah, what's it called? Canna Ah, Canaland. So Canaland is going to be a um a metaverse version of a or online concert because Marshmallow did an online uh, concert and it had about five hundred thousand attendees. So you know he he's he's going to create instead of dispensaries having and that'll be one extension of it. Instead of dispensaries having just, you know, you you, you use a, a dispensary to, you know, you want to buy or purchase a certain strain of medicinal marijuana or THC or any kind of cannabinoid, rather. Um, he's going to be doing something where you can actually register your, your, your uh, I guess, your clinic, your dispensary onto his, into his metaverse, create your own characters and kind of like you can go in there, you create your own avatar, you go into that universe, you can order whatever you need from that clinic um, this month. So I'm thinking like, maybe if that makes any sense to any of you guys, hopefully that's, that's we, we're, is that what we're, is that the same kind of format we're gonna be doing here? Like eventually this studio house will become a metaverse and some of the artists can showcase, maybe do art shows in the metaverse. Maybe yeah. we'll talk about that. Yeah, in fact, Ariana created, uh, you know, again, this is like one weekend worth of work. Ariana, you want to put on your, your Metaverse uh, gallery? Yeah, I'll send you the link to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome because people can like, even if we can't get down there sometimes, we can always be a part of what you guys are doing. Um, we can actually, like you said before, we can do artist uh, talks, fireside chat. There's all kind of things you can do just to get to know. You know, seeing a, reading an artist an artist statement is fun and great to know about the artist. But I think what makes the metaverse so much more interesting if it's used properly, um, we can utilize it to kind of like bring the artist into your home without having to visit theirs or without them having to leave their you know their home. Right. And I think that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it, you know. So I can like I can hang out with you guys like we're doing now on the Zoom. But it'd be so much, it'd be even cooler if we could walk through. And I could be like, hey, I can walk through the front door. Hey, G. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think the sky's the limit to what you guys are doing. I think it's awesome. And I'm so happy that you guys have someone like G and she has people like you. Because, you know, it takes, you know, she, she still has to have good artists. Right. <laughs> First and foremost. Right. Because we, we both know, like, Part of the crypto world is so, you know, it's driven on all these great ideas, but a lot of people don't have, like, it's either they don't have the artistry. Like, a lot of people, I don't know people that make avatars, but they don't know how to make the clothing for the avatar. It's like, oh my God, like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, there's people who actually make clothing for the avatars. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, or you can create these environments in one of Jabari's. Right, in environments, exactly. Right. One of Jabari's friends, you know, Scott Tucker, which is, you know, kind of we are growing our local ecosystem. You know, he, he, his thing is creating these spaces for, you know, for the metaverse. So you, you need a space, just like your environment. You need the avatars. You need the actual art. Uh, you need... <laughs> the right. clothes. Right, right. And then I, I think <laughs> at least my... My vision, and I've been bouncing ideas with with you know artists. There is you no, know, um, is it's going to be a hybrid space, right? We'll have a physical anchor, be a studio house, and I have other properties in the in the area. Um, you know, I'm you know trying to so we have these physical anchors, 
and then we, we kind of extend that through the metaverses, you know, so so that you know it's not all digital and it is not all physical, but it's the mix of that. Nice. And so Jabari, can you tell us a, a little bit about your background? Oh, I, I definitely want to get a little bit. If everybody can give me one minute to a minimum of your background in your medium, your preferred medium, that'd be wonderful. Starting with Jabari. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. No, I'm a uh, I'm a mixed media artist from uh, Washington D.C. Painter. Um. Work with a multitude of materials, but uh, what you were talking about with VR and AR and everything in that culture is definitely um, on the forefront as a, yet another tool in the mixed media aspect of things to use from connecting people with the work. Um, but I've born and raised five generation Washingtonian. Um, went to Art Institute of Chicago and um, um, through, through befriending Mahari and our relationship was invited. Uh, to join this cohort down in Baltimore. Um, it's been about, I don't know, maybe like four months so far, but it's been very productive. You know, it's, a, it's an excellent setting. Um, I think what we have here are, you know, these are these are some of the ingredients you see in periods of the Harlem Renaissance and different stuff like that. But when you're actually living it, this, this is what it looks like, you know? Um, so whatever you read about later, that's what history takes from it, but this is what it is. It's just organically friends and family and just cool people coming together, uh, bringing their resources together. And those that have visions and people that are in a position to make those visions come true. Um, so I'm just very grateful uh, to have been invited through my time in Baltimore, which is, I mean, such a rich city, such a jewel. I've just met such extraordinary people. Um, and, you know, um, expanding my practice, expanding my endeavors, expanding my humanity in general. So it's, it's been great. Nice. So Jabari, um, where do you see, how, so how how did you hear about Studio House? Uh, I had a relationship with Mahari um, previous to this. So I was in, I had a studio in, uh, in Bethesda, in Rockville at the time. And I was about to move and I was had to make a decision. I was interested in Baltimore because I was interested in seeing what was up, like um, certain property opportunities here. Um, but I had to make a decision between Baltimore and Chicago. Um, and when I came to visit my heart and I saw the vision, I saw what was going on. It definitely influenced my decision. Um, but that's that's how I got invested. You know, just good, good old organic friendship, man. Nice. So I'm, I'm sure, are you happy that you made this decision thus far versus Chicago? Because Chicago is expensive as all hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's two different alternate realities, man. Right, it's way too different. I, I feel like future me is very grateful that I, I chose I chose what I chose. So, yeah, it's very So Mahari saves you hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, she saved me, you know, flight tickets to go see my mother. All this, all this, all this extra stuff that I wouldn't have foreseen. Um, yeah. But no, I, I reflect on that often. I mean, through that decision, you know, I now, you know, not only G and other people, um, all the phenomenal artists we have here, but I was, I've made beautiful connections, like people that I've waited my entire life to meet. So 
Yeah. That, and that's one of the parts of this, of this, um, what's been created is having the privilege to have a space that's for creators and it's waiting for you. And it's here, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's amazing because it sounds simplistic. It sounds mundane, but depending on where you're coming from, that's everything to people. You know what I'm saying? Um, it could be people's, uh, retreat. It could be people's, uh, you know, place of refuge. It could be people's incubator, you know, whatever happened. So, I mean, without that option, there's nothing to talk about. So it's, it's just good to have, have it on the table. So you at least have the option to participate if you want. You just know it exists and that's, that's good so far. So we want to normalize these initiatives and, and start preparing for the own born culture that's to come of this and the norm, you know. And get yeah, some awesome. support to make it more accessible to other people. <laughs> no, no. And, and also, so, uh, go ahead, G. Yeah, so for, for our part, now we've been talking about, you know, we're going to go beyond organic marketing and then we, we want to, you know, kind of get in touch with people like you guys, you know, to do more deliberate outreach, you know, raise awareness, help us tell the story. And, um, you know, and then we'll, I think, you know, that story making, among many other things, can help us get grants that we can further sub subsidize a community and make it bigger, you know, get more people, more diverse background uh, involved. Um, and then related to that, we're trying to take, an event, take advantage of our proximity to DC. Um, we are throwing a creative summit series in DC. And, well, some part in Newport News, some part in DC. Uh, you know, in a, like every other month, we're trying to build up these events and, and try to expand our reach to not only Baltimore, but, but the DC folks. And then we're inviting some of our New York friends to come down here. So, you know, I, I'm like really new. So I have this kind of naive optimism. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know what doesn't work. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, let's do this. No, nah, but that, that will work though. Yeah, that, it will work. This will work. Because everything is wide open right now in New York. New York is so like quiet and desolate. I'm like, hello, hello. <laughs> Like if you're not in the, if you're not in the Bronx or like Brooklyn, it's just so desolate. And I don't know what is I don't know I don't know who those people are in Times Square. <laughs> oh, accidentally, I, I just all mentioned like because I did not know this when when you know I you know when, when when I get got this property. But we are in the same general neighborhood as Derek Adams' Baltimore base. He has a, a retreat not many blocks from us, and then he just win a one point two. Million Mellon Grant to build wow. a Baltimore Creatives Archive, also within the same neighborhood. I didn't know that. Wow, his name is Derek. What again? I'm sorry. D Derek Adams. Derek Adams. Uh, he, I, I, I didn't know this until recently, but he apparently is like a really big, big famous person in. in yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of art brewing in um, Baltimore. I'm like, what? And I have a friend. I went to Cornell and one of my friends, she's like, I don't want to be a veterinarian anymore. I'm like, what? You're like the director of all directors. And I, you know, she's huge. And now she's going to a special, I don't know, a class or certificate certification program where she's getting her curation for art. And I was like, this is so interesting. And she doesn't live too far from where you are. Though. She's right outside downtown area. And I was telling her about this association. So there's a lot of people I would, you know, love to get you guys in touch with. And I'm hearing you and I understand what you're talking about in terms of grants and scholarships and also for supplies, um, which I think that's be interesting too. 
Um, and then I, I want to forget Austin. Can you tell us about a, a little bit introduction on yourself too, so we can hear about you? Yes. Hello, Vaughn. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> Hello. So I'm Austin Miles. I'm originally from North Carolina, and that is my dog Oatmeal, um, who is letting himself be known. Um, excuse me, for barks. Um, so yes, yeah, so I am a painter. Um, I primarily work with oil and working in a figurative abstraction hybrid of sorts. Um, also, I'm starting to dive into multimedia and combining painting and sewing um, and, and still abstraction in that as well. Um, I'm also a muralist and have several murals through up and down the East Coast, um, stretching as far south as Mississippi, um, which is not so east. <laughs> Um, and then all the way up to Cleveland, Ohio. Um, nice. Yeah, and so my work focuses on Black women and their narratives and their stories and ancestry and freedom and truth and figuring all that out within the self. Wow. Yeah. And I, yeah. um, I met Mahari in college. I'm a VCU arts alumna. Um, I went to art school at VCU and we knew each other in college. Um, in addition to that, I also um, a, became affiliated with the Contemporary Arts Network in Newport News um, and met Asa Jackson last year during a six week artist workshop. Um, and then after that, um, I saw that Mahari was having a residency here. Asa was like, you got to come see it. You got to visit. And when I came, I just kind of was just so um, just taken back by the beautiful energy, the creativity that is here. The it, it, it's just it's a, you got to come visit fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wonderful space for people, black artists or just artists of color to come together and create and cultivate and it, it feels so good and so um, I came I think my first visit was in March um, and then I visited again and I was like yes I'll be there in June nice so how, so now you so how long are you gonna be at the space for it so I am in a three-month residency, started June 1st, and it's going to end the, at the end of August. So September 1st, I'll be heading on back. I'm actually a Richmond-based artist, even though I'm originally from Durham, North Carolina. So I've been um, practicing, my primary practices in Richmond, Virginia, Petersburg as well. Um, yeah, so after, after this, I'll go back to Richmond. Nice, awesome. I love, I, I think your scope of work sounds very intriguing and it sounds like it's definitely something that space is, is definitely is in need of in terms of having this repertoire of artists. Um, what do you see yourself in the next three years? Hmm. Where do I see myself in the next three years? In the next three years. <laughs> You know, Vaughn, to be 100% honest with you, I'm taking these three months during this residency to redefine that for myself. 
And so I'm allowing my time here in Baltimore to be explorative and filled with growth to be able to then at the end of these three months be like, okay, this is this is it. Um, but yeah, because I'm, I'm in a redefining phase. So I can say that. But some of the things that I want for myself is, um, yeah, I want to be a Whitney Biennial. Um, want to be in that. <laughs> um, <laughs> claim that for myself. Um, so yeah. Nice. That's beautiful. So you're using this time to cultivate your mind as well as your talent and also give yourself an opportunity to meditate because we are in a very interesting market to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm giving myself some space and like, okay, redefining that. Like, what is it? Where is the direction? So to, to be very transparent with you. So I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying growing and learning, exploring and playing in my practice and seeing where else I can go. And have you been learning more about crypto since you've been in this space as well? I have, well, not crypto, but um, I was primarily introduced to the metaverse by G. Um, we had an artist retreat um, and was that the end of May? I mean, end of March, the artist retreat. Um, G, you're muted. What'd you say? First week of April. The first week of April. Thank you, Mahar. Right. So, uh, right. So, by the way, as part of you know this kind of whole program, I you know I I have some other uh, properties in Baltimore County. These are kind of more the you know, suburban, two million dollar property kind of thing. So, whenever there's a opening in there, I you know I I try to throw these retreat weekend retreat parties. You know, bring in all all, all our artists plus people we invite from you know up and down the East Coast, and and then over there we do more crossbreeding, cross-pollination, including uh, Aliana and I did a joint quick demo of our weekend project of Metaverse. So I think that's kind of ways to expose different people, people to different, you know, tangents. Yeah, that's that's pretty, that's that's a good idea. And also you guys might want to start a syllabus. <laughs> start what? Start a syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> Like a course syllabus. And of course, I'll always be in touch with you guys too and trying to figure out ways how we can help you with that. You know, we're all trying to learn about this new space together. So it's, it's a, uh, you know. Yeah, in fact, it's part of our Creative Summit in uh, September in Newport News and then probably November in DC. We are uh, planning an event called Creative Summits in the, the very hip downtown hotel called uh, the Eaton Hotel. So, uh -huh. all, of course, all our artists would be first class, you know. First, not first class, but first batch of people we invite, but then we, we will send you a invitation too. And we, if we get around to, at that point, we probably will make that a hybrid event where we're going to have a physical location in downtown DC, but then we're going to build these uh, virtual spaces. Um, people can, can join via avatar. Uh, of course, you're more than welcome <laughs> to fly, fly here. You're in LA, right? Well, right now I'm in New York. Oh, okay. You're in New York. Then, then you can drive down here. <laughs> uh, we're going to do some workshops and, and stuff like that, too. Great. And then, one person, was it Angelique? The Angelique? Did we have, oh. was it Angelique? Angelique, Angelique. Angelique. <laughs> 
Angie, well, we, yeah, Angie and Mahar, I want to, I want to make sure we get their introduction. So, Angelique, can you just tell us about, a little bit about yourself in, in like a minute? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am a sculptor working with clay and fiber. So a lot of um, indigo dyeing using like natural, digging um, plant matter and turning it into natural dye bags and then dyeing fabric and then making things out of that fabric. Um, I'm trained in clay, so I'm a wheel thrower. So, you know, the thing in ghosts they do on the pottery wheel. Um, I've been doing that for... 13 years this year um and so i make functional things mostly functional things um and right now i'm kind of exploring west african ancestral practices like fire rituals um and libation pictures and then i'm also exploring holistic practices like herbalism um aromatherapy yoga meditation build this had a sensory immersive installation space um, that is kind of um, encouraged to be a catalyst to get people to be more either uh, introspective or kind of with their community. Nice. And yeah, I'm also a VC alumna, graduated, so we're really, really Richmond, Virginia deep in there. Um, yeah. And how did you find the space? How did you find Studio House? How did Studio House find you? <laughs> yeah, so um, like I said, I've been doing residencies for a very long time. Well, for five years since I graduated. So this is maybe my fifth or sixth residency. Um, and it's by far one of the best. And so me and Mahari are really good friends. And she was like, hey, I think this space would be really perfect for you. Um, just with everything you want to do. And so I work at the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts. I telework right now. Um, my degree is in craft and material studies and art education with my teaching license. So I needed a space where I could solely focus on my studio practice, but also like be able, you know, to live. Um, so this kind of worked out because it was, it was just close enough that my job was like, yeah, sure, you can go. Um, that'll be fine. And it's been amazing. And what are you learning from from work from um, doing these residencies? Like, how, how, do you, do you think your artistry is um, you've been able to grow your artistry exponentially, or do you feel like it's just an opportunity for you to just explore in general? Um, it's a little bit of both. So I've done um, like a mix of residencies. So some have been under like Mister Guide, and I've been a new thing like welding or new techniques with clay um, and then a large majority of them have been self-guided so it's more so just about having the time and place to kind of really take a deep dive into your practice which is really hard to do you know when you're working and living and doing all the other things um, so I think the residencies give me a time and place to kind of strengthen my craft um, but it also provides like community. And so in choosing to come to Baltimore, that was a part of it, wanting to be in community with other artists. Um, in this space, there's such we all are kind of talking around the same language. So it's been really great to kind of be inspired by people, you know, collaborate with other artists and things like that. Like Aliana does skis and stuff. And so it's, it's been really awesome. Uh, so the residencies, yeah, they give you, they give me 
community space. They give me um, kind of access to studio space to make work and time. Nice. And um, I guess, where do you see yourself in the next 12 months to two years from now? 12 months I can do, okay. Um, so one, yeah, I, I'm a big planner and so I definitely have like a five, 10 year plan, but you know, being flexible. Um, so one of my goals is to go back to grad school. I want to get my master's because eventually I do want to teach at the collegiate level, not really to become tenured, but more so like I believe in the transformative power of play and artists. And so I want black people to be able to go to HBCUs and, you know, be able to get like world-class training. Um, so that's one of one of my life goals. In order to do that, I have to have my master's. Um, however, I don't want to get my master's in the United States of America. So part of my time at Studio is building a portfolio that could get me into any master's program that I choose to um, So that's kind of like the next 12 months is narrowing down a program in a, a country that I want to live in for a couple of years. Um, and then, you know, all of the things that, you know, we all aspire to be in the Whitney and just, you know, world-class artists, amazing, but really be able to have time to make work. Like a lot of the amazing artists that I know, they are either really disciplined about creating time to make work or they just simply don't have time anymore because of the way their careers have gone. So as long as I can keep making work, I think I'm good. Nice. And what countries are you looking at right now? Because I heard Indonesia or even Bali is great. Oh, I've actually never thought about like getting my education from either of those Bali for vacation spots. But um, I'm thinking about London. Uh, they have the Royal College of Art there, which is really awesome for ceramics. I'm also thinking about South Africa. They have a school, Mike Yes, yeah, it's in Cape Town. Um, I'm also oh, yeah, thinking about places in, sorry, did I cut you off? No, I'm saying that's what it is. I'm sorry to cut you off. I was listening to you when you say Cape Town, I forget they have a huge museum out there too. They do, yeah. I've gone to visit and it, it was amazing, so. I definitely yeah, think I've been there too. There. I've been there too. <laughs> awesome. I've been there so beautiful. Yes, it was amazing. Um, amazing. I'm also thinking about places in Ghana because I work have like my work is heavily influenced by West African traditions. So to be able to go to Ghana, but I don't know if that would be like grad school. I think that might just be like another residency where I can actually learn like hands-on things. Um, from from the mecca essentially that's awesome yeah i was just i was thinking i was like where's the claymation where's the clay person and then you just came out he was like that's me <laughs> that's awesome because i believe in that too like i, I play the clay the um you know doing the wheel i've done it a couple times for fun uh i can make a cut that's that's it <laughs> that's awesome that is good i want everyone in the house to be able to make one cut before they leave the residence. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's it. I think I even made like a little acclamation version of an animal before, but like once you start making vases and you know going all like 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 ghosts, I can't. You know, that's a lot of practice. <laughs> it is a lot of practice, definitely years. Yeah, and a lot, a lot. And so, and then Mahari, can you reintroduce yourself first as well? 
Yeah, my name's Bahari. I'm the director at Studio House. Um, I'm an artist, writer, curator, uh, newly because of Studio House, an arts organizer. Uh, and yeah, happy to be here. And as a director of Studio House, how did you, how did you, oh, yeah. So what are some of your, besides you saying, besides besides changing your new application process, what are some of the other things you want what are some of the other things you want to you, you want you want to you want to bring into fruition for the space or you wanna start or maybe try out? Yeah. Um I wanna subsidize the cost to artists like significantly. You know, I want it to be like really, really easy and simple. Um and just like, you know, for them to be here. Um, I also got to Baltimore because I, I I was subletting this artist Denise Shantae's apartment for three months and she had been living in her apartment for I think like three years, two or three years and she turned it into a sanctuary. Like it was the most, like every everything in the apartment was cared for and like mindfully placed. And so I want Studio House to feel like that. You know what I mean? I want it to mm-hmm. have that kind of, that kind of care um because that changes how people live in a space you know what i mean that that's that's everything um so funding the space um and i want to strengthen the professional development aspect like i want more curators artists art advisors um, people that can talk to us about taxes, what to do with our estate. Um, like, I want those people to come through and have conversations with us, you know? Right. Yeah, like, even having, like, somebody talk to you guys or having having access to a broker for um, life insurance, health insurance, annuities. Um, yeah. Because even though you guys are relatively young I mean you think right now if I'd have known this when I worked at Edna I worked at Edna US Healthcare and I was like no comment <laughs> a long time ago so if I if I'd if I'd have had my same million dollar policy that I had then and I and it was a whole life policy if I didn't if I didn't if I, if I could have taken it with me if I if I'd have known all this information as an adult instead of me having to get a new one you know recently um, New Year's Life because New Year's Life is one of the best ones in Omaha and a few others but a, a whole life policy is like you know it's for your whole life and when you yeah. have a policy like that you can borrow against it people don't understand that you know start your own you know you can you kind of borrow against your own policy you can use that to fund some of your 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 um you know your your new artist law or your live workspace or even like a trip somewhere that you need to go on to you know or even some materials to build something for a client. So there's a lot of things that, you know, artists should know, like you said, and then in terms of um, S-Corps, LLCs, what's the main difference between the two of them? I personally like yeah. S-Corps for a myriad of reasons, but for the most part, they're pretty much the same. You know, they, have their, they do the same. Um, some corporations you don't have to file um, once every quarter, some you gotta do once every year, which depends on how you set your corporation up. So it's like a lot, and they offer you a lot of protection. Then there's insurance. 
Um, a lot of people understand like renter's insurance is viable and relevant enough to support your business too, so if it happens, you know? So those are things that a lot of artists should know and have in their back pocket. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Especially with their own website development, having your own website. Like there's something yeah. a lot of artists, you know, just having a one pager is great. I feel like I, I I love Instagram. I love TikTok. I love it. I love it. But, I, but you don't own it. That's not yours. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell people this all the time. I tell people this all the time. And I see a lot of my friends who have verified checkpoints. And I'm like, that's great. But do you really think Haley Berry give a client, you know, about her blue chip? No, she doesn't. It's a, it's a commercial for somebody like her. She, you know, she's already covenant. She's all she's already an acclaimed actress. She's been in the game for 30 plus years. She does not care about the blue chicken. What she cares about is just keeping you engaged. Mm-hmm. That's it. And people have to realize that 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 that's not, you don't own that. And they can snatch that away from you at any point. So when you have your own website, with your own server, with your own firewall, with your own email address, that's more relevant. And you can start off with a shared hosting package from some of the smaller companies for $14 a month. You know, that's a drink at the bar. Well, maybe not in Boston. That's part two drinks. You know, but overall, you are, you understand me. So it's up to yeah. me, it's up to us to really understand. And then like you already know, I'm sure because you guys are doing things from scratch, there's intellectual property issues um, that you should know about as well as copyright infringement and all these different things that come into play that they're probably teaching you as much as you should know in school because they didn't teach me any of that for now. So I would say for, um, I think that's a great way to do it. You know, anything life skills for the artist um, as well as professional development, that's really going to help them. And then also placement. Are there any um, art, uh, art curators in your area as well as agencies that can represent some of them? Um, that they don't that they may have, they have a strong suit um, yeah so that's a nice little segue into our yeah. next our next uh thing that we're working on um the curator and collectors night on august 20th um, yeah she was telling me about mm-hmm. where the whole purpose is to bring those people um in a space all together to be in conversation with us to see our work um, nice yeah and I know I, I spoke to Aliana. I'm, I'm so sorry if I mess up anybody's name, but Aliana, um, can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself? I know we all been on the phone, on the horn, on the Zoom, about 45 minutes to an hour, but I wanted, wanted to make sure that you reiterated who you were and what yeah. all you were. <clears throat> um, I am from Virginia, uh, mostly born in Puerto Rico, family's from Texas. Um, I studied at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia and graduated 2014 with my BFA in print and photo media and I minored in film and video studies. And um, my practice has mostly been digital um, art, multimedia, uh, photography, filmmaking, and graphic design. But um, the past year I'm newly into uh, mixed media and sculpture work and um, mixing nature within my practice and just how it can help us heal. And most of my um, subject matter is about spirituality and um, overcoming mental health issues 
and um, like developing oneself and um, the freedom to express ourselves. So now I'm kind of exploring that more, but with nature. Yeah. Wow. And so what do you see yourself in the next 12 months to three years after being a part of this residency? Um, well, I've been enjoying traveling. I've been traveling every six months uh, to a new city. That's something I've been enjoying um, and want to continue doing. But um, I'm also very interested in business and I want to within the next 12 months, um, like fully successfully build uh, a business, uh, mostly um, around her herbal healing. And in three years, uh, I don't know, maybe be financially stable enough to start a family. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I know, right? You'll have some tears. <laughs> Such a hopeless romantic. No, that's that's beautiful. No, I, I just wanted to say you guys, and I hope I didn't miss, did I miss anybody? No. What? No. No, um, I just wanted to say I'm so excited for your journey. I think this is such an amazing, I've heard so many things about these types of spaces and I've had people actually invite me into these spaces. I was like, I'm done. let's think about this. But, <laughs> but actually talking and listening to you guys, I think it's wonderful. And I'm so excited that I gave you guys an opportunity and you guys gave us an opportunity to even get to know each other and learn more about each other because I feel like what you guys are doing is like so cool. Like Jabari's doing, he's do, he's got his thing, and then Angelique's doing her thing. Austin is over here, and then I'm like, dang, and she over here doing like, I'm on a baby. <laughs> just like, but you're also helping dealing with like mental. You you're dealing with a lot of things that people are dealing with right now, especially with the Roe versus Wade decisions being overturned. It's just a lot of mess, and then just to hear about that, and then. She is like, she's, you know, she's doing what she can. She, she don't know much about art, but she really does, but she doesn't. It's just really cool to see her, like, pull her resources. And Mahari is also, like, at the top, you know, trying her best to figure out ways that she can, you know, to disseminate information to all of you. And it's a really great structure. And it's like, most artists are kind of like, and I think, I think a lot of it is like, a lot of you, it sounds like most of you, if not all, have gone on, have gone to college or working on um, furthering your degrees. So I don't know if it has a lot to do with that in terms of your professionalism, how how much, how seriously you're taking this. But this is like you guys are very serious about this process, and this is not like something that you like. I don't, you know, you, you you're taking this lightly. And, um, and having said that, did, did did you always have this sensational desire? Um, Aliana, to feel like you know you, you that this is serious work for you. 
Yeah, I definitely always been into uh, creating and expressing myself in ways other than in voice. Because um, I, when I was younger, I wasn't somebody who could express myself or share how I felt. So I would keep a lot of things bottled up inside, which ended up leading me to having mental health issues. So I would find other ways like writing and taking pictures. And when it came time to like figure out what I wanted to do, um, I actually wanted to be a veterinarian my whole life. And then I, it moved to psychology because, um, you know, mental health healing. But then my dad pointed out, well, what are you always doing? He's like, you're always making, I mean, taking pictures and making graphics. And that ended up leading me to go to school for, for art and going on that journey. Nice. That's great that you guys are all so passionate about this. is not a fly-by-night kind of thing. I think that's wonderful. And, um, wow, you guys are so dedicated. And it's so cool you guys are in the same space with the same energy. Um, I guess, does anybody else have anything they want to add before we start you, to focus the conversation? Can you tell us about you? Oh, well... My name is Vaughn Laurie, and a little bit about me. Uh, when I was a little kid, I always did. I always did art. I always got all A's in art. Until the art teacher, something happened with my art teacher, and I'm gonna be very transparent. She put her hands on me, and I grew up in Detroit, and I cussed her out. And ever since then, my life took this direction of something else, because I was I went from being like a very extroverted but yet um introverted student until she put her hands on me and i couldn't understand why would a teacher put their hands on a little boy you know because I, I knew i was a little boy i'm not dumb and i knew i had a very gift i knew i knew i was very gifted but one thing's for sure is what i noticed is i felt like this this person not only challenged me physically they also tried to challenge me mentally and ever since then i felt like i want to learn more about this world of art and I want to like and if I don't if I'm, not, and if I'm not able to do it as a professional as a profession whatever it's okay I just want to learn about it so I, I self-taught myself everything from perspective you know just viewing things in certain ways I've trained I self-taught myself in decor interior just all kind of things but um when I was going to school in Detroit I noticed I had a different swag you know, I slicked my hair back. I had a part in the head. You know, they had a briefcase at, in fourth grade. I mean, who has a briefcase? You know <laughs> So, um, but I grew up relatively very poor. Um, and so basically what I found is, you know, one, one I both my parents at one point in time who are both no longer with us. Um, they, um, they had some issues with alcohol and drugs. Um, that just, that had a, that had a very interesting, that gave me a lot of insight as to like, wow, like just to see me having to see them battle with that. And my father never came up, you know, money was missing and we couldn't pay for certain things. Um, so you be to I became resourceful. Um, and then my mom got her life back on track. My dad didn't have his life back on track. So it was just a lot of that flip flop. You know, and then still going to school, turn sixth grade, 
somebody came to my, a, a letter came to the door. I thought I was in trouble, something happened. Next thing I know, somebody was trying to um, interview me to be in a talent and the gifted program. I had no clue what this was. So what I found is that ever since I was in kindergarten or preschool, my mother had enlisted me and my sisters into a special program for a magnet program. And so after a while, I didn't know what that was. I just know we got on the bus. I know that all the kids didn't look like none of the kids from my neighborhood. So going to school with kids of the, you know, different ethnicities, um, just different ethnicities, background, just all of uh, socioeconomic statuses. It was just very interesting. But when I got back home, it was just, you know, it was the same old, you know, just I was in the hood, you know, it is what it is. So one day I got this letter, fast forward, back fast forward, not to sidetrack, but I got this letter and, I, and it was saying that, okay, not only were, were, was I in a magnet program, I was also invited to go to the Upper Brown program, which is like above, you know, I'm sure you, you guys have heard of Upper Brown. Upper Brown is like a, it's a program that's like a college preparatory program for kids living in inner cities. But I went to a very special Upper Brown called Cranmer Kingswood. So Cranmer Kingswood is like an indoor academy and we can actually get a scholarship to go to the school that it was housed at during the summertime. And not only did we utilize some of their instructors and and, um, and professors that were at that boarding school, um, we had access to them in the summertime. We can also use them in the, in the wintertime to help us with questions we had, you know, about the forthcoming years, whatever. So I took photography, I took, I, I, I did everything my heart's desire. I did hip hop dancing, I went all the talent shows. I took painting classes, all kinds of stuff that I could never be free enough to do in the city of Detroit around my friends because you know, I was considered to be, you know, you a punk, you a punk, you know? So fast forward to now, um, you know, I went to Cornell, I studied labor law and business, which is the School of Art, Industrial Labor Relations. So I got to understand how to put together company cultures. After I graduated, um, before I graduated, I actually became a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. Alpha Phi Alpha was founded at Cornell. So the first black fraternity was founded at Cornell University in 1906. And so that was very special to me. So not only half my family is, um, is legacy. So my, my uncle, my great my grandfather, who jo my, who's the, Joseph Lawrence, is my grandfather. So he swore in Obama in the inauguration. So that was my grandfather. He passed away. But to have access to that kind of information and not be around it enough was kind of disheartening. But at the same time, I had a, you know, I learned from my mom, you know, be strong, whatever. So, you know, got through Cornell, um, went to uh, move. What did I go? Oh, I was recruited by Saxon Avenue corporate office. That played a big role, you know, working in the fashion industry, which is really what I, what I didn't want to do. It wasn't where my heart was, but I did it. And so fast forward to that, I worked, so Saks, I don't know if people know this, but Saks corporate office is like one of the top three corporate programs in the world. So um, when you get recruited by them, they teach you all the ins and outs of placement and how, and how you should be acting and how you should do things and how you should, so everything that Mahari's talking about, I've been through. <laughs> so I've been groomed to be an executive. And so going through that world and learn how to dress or how to present and how to do retail math and about a conversion, all the way to becoming a, uh, 
and, you know, and, and I move into LA and then follow, find myself in front of a camera. So I, I was an actual, actually, actually model and acted and all that stuff on TV shows like The Scrubs, Top Model, all the way. I've been in every campaign you can count. Did you, uh, any, any clean fashion campaign you can think of, I've been in from Old Navy to, to, to Gap. Then I said to myself, this is so fun. I've traveled around the world. I've done all these amazing things, met these amazing people, but I've never seen a magazine besides the one that I'm in that had another person that looked like me. Why, why is every time I open up Vogue, when I'm in Vogue, or if I open up Elle magazine or Cosmo to get my picture, it's always just me and that girl that they selected. And that's all that's in the whole magazine. And so that's when I came up with the concept about 14 years ago to start 360, which is the circle of life, which is really a publication that was founded on the principles of, um, you know, celebrating people's uniqueness. Um, and just to have just a, be a beautiful, um, I guess, just to have this sh show of like an artisanal or a, a bank, a, a, a banquet of beautiful people um, that sh that that come from different nationalities, backgrounds, sexual beliefs, everything coexists. And so when the when it, when it, when we started it in two thousand eight, I think Obama was. It was he, he just won and we went to a recession. It was a very interesting road, to say the least. But we started the magazine inside out. So we started out as a digital publication and then we started printing six months after. So I shot the All American Rejects in my living room at Park Brea across from the Grove. If you're familiar with LA. And then um, fast forward to now. So we've had Demi Lovato on our cover, David Guetta's been on our cover. Every famous person you ever think of has been on the cover inside of our pages. And one of our first big, um, I guess, sponsors was Beyonce. Beyonce is one of our first sponsors with Darion. She was on the back cover. She, um, if it wasn't for her, we probably would never had that print issue printed with All American Rejects. That's what we shot in my living room in 2009. So it's been a real interesting role, but um, I'm so happy and so ecstatic that what we do is finally, we've won so many awards over the past couple of five years. We work with so many um, Chamber of Commerces, um, you know, like the NGLCC, um, just have, and just being affiliated with um, so many different organizations that work in tandem with the arts world is so cool. And then also we just started working in the NFT space. Um, I've been asked to speak on panels. I don't really know much, much more than you all. But one thing is for sure, I know how to market. That's one thing. And um, and so like work, you know, and just 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 you know, running from there, just that's that's where I'm at now. But listening to G and listening to you guys, like, you know, I pretty much immersed myself in the publication um in crypto since two thousand nine, since we started. Somebody I actually there's a I think somebody did it. There's a podcast or something. Somebody called me on the phone about some Bitcoins and I should have got in on it then. It was, <laughs> but they called me and they were saying, they were, they were saying that, have you ever thought about selling advertising in the magazine for Bitcoins? And I just heard about Bitcoins in 2009 I, and I was like, yeah, we're in a recession. And I was like, this is fake. I don't know. No, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to do that. And because nobody teaches you how to run a magazine, but I did. And you know, just backtrack before I forget. 
I was an intern when I was in when I was 19 and a half years old at Vibe. So when Vibe just started, I was an intern. And so I did get to meet uh, Quincy Jones and I got to meet every major celebrity that's still relevant today on an intimate level, which is so awesome because when you don't, and I never thought about how beautiful and how amazing and blessed I am for that because until now, because I meet people like you all and I'm like, damn, Sometimes I, I hang out with these people and they're like, I need a piece of art. Now I can go to the walls. So it's a great opportunity for me to mesh both worlds together. And that's pretty much what I wanted to do. So I'm glad I did um, pick up this phone and speak to Eliana. And I know that Leah Summers told me about you guys, all of you, how wonderful you are. She knew, she said a lot of their names, including yours. And I was like, whoa, like she's, obviously fans of the studio hours because she knew like everybody on the phone everybody we're talking to she knew of you guys so mm -hmm. i think that just that, that's a testament that's a testament mm -hmm. wow thank you for picking up mm -hmm. the phone and talking to us and sharing yeah. your story with us so thank you guys too and i appreciate you guys and thanks i, I didn't want to go see too long when i didn't know there'd be so many people but no, it was amazing speaking to you guys, but I think your stories are so awesome and I'm so glad to be um, a part of being one of the people that's going to uh, be one of the first people to create a story around your story and help you strengthen your story because I feel like the more you tell your story, the stronger it becomes. And we'll definitely keep you posted as we have um, all these events, the Creative Summit series in the coming weeks and months. And I'm sure everybody else have their own thing going on. We'll, we'll definitely loop you in. And if, right, if, right, right. Yeah, and if you are ever in Baltimore, um, well, come visit us. Uh, we, we might even have a place for you to stay too. Okay, sounds great. I definitely will. I'll keep, I'll keep you guys posted. I'll probably be in town for a couple more weeks and then i'll be back but I, I travel a lot but um i'll definitely be back into in, in um, the east coast more because the east coast is like it's got a lot going on right now um la we have a big team over there so i want to um kind of you know make some noise in new york again and new york is kind of like losing a little bit of luster with all the things going on in the city so hopefully they'll get it you know back together you know but for the most part, I will be around. I know that um, Eliana was saying something about the 20th. So if any of you guys have any personal projects or any private projects or any big projects, feel free to reach out to At3CC Magazine on TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram. And I also check those channels as well as a couple other people. But yeah, or you can email us directly um, at the bottom of the footer. I see all the emails at info at the 360mag.com. So on the bottom of the website, Three C magazine. If you Google it, um, we can just you know keep in touch. But yeah, do you guys have anything you're working on? If you have any questions, feel free to use me as a um, as a resource, um, and I'm here for you guys if you need me. Thank Great. you. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Vaughn. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Vaughn. <laughs> really, yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah, so let's keep, keep in touch, you guys. I'm so happy and proud of you. You just don't understand because 
there's so there's so much going on right now and to see like people of color ah doing things together <laughs> and it, it looks it's so empowering and just it gives me hope and it just makes me happy to see that you guys are doing some great things so i'm really proud of you guys i want you to let me know if you need anything and, and if i don't have it as a resource i'll find it i'll try my best if you, even if you just need a chalkboard just let me know <laughs> just let me know but it was a pleasure speaking with you and um and I look forward to seeing you guys soon. I'm gonna sneak down on you. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take you off. Okay. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. Yes. And you too, G. Okay, she left. <laughs> 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 Bye. 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 Bye.